everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Lonely Sluts Podcast. I'm Claire. And I'm Sarah. And this week we're going to be talking about social media etiquette. Okay, so we're basically going to be talking about uh, what social media we use and how we use it, as well as what's appropriate for social media and messaging on social media, and then also how social media affects your relationships and basically just your life in general. So to start off with, what social media sites do we use? I kind of, the list for the most popular sites I could think of um, was there's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, and Pinterest. So out of those, Claire, which ones do you use? Oh, I have all of them. (laughs) I use Facebook, like, daily, because I'm lame. I use Twitter daily. I use Instagram daily. I use Snapchat all the damn time. I have a Tumblr, which I still use. Um, I have a LinkedIn, which I don't remember my password for. But this guy who works for a snow cone truck that I work with through work just added me, and I can't figure out how to log in to <laughs> add him back. So that's fun. Um, I didn't have a Google Plus until we started this podcast, but now I have a Google Plus, and so do you. I don't know if you know that. Just so we can do. Oh, that. I did not know that. Yeah, we are communicating right now via Google Hangouts, and it takes your like Gmail. We have a Google Plus account, just so you, separately. Oh, cool, cool, cool. We also have one mutually too for our podcast. <laughs> And YouTube, I have a YouTube. I, I'm on YouTube daily. I have a Pinterest, which I actually use a lot for work. I'm trying to think if there's any more. I mean, like, I have accounts on stuff, like, but that's not really mm-hmm. social media, but. Yeah. Or, like, Airbnb. Like, you have profiles on all these things, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, I'm not getting on my Airbnb to be like, hey, what what are the people doing? And, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I have most of them i well i guess i now have a google plus um (laughs) so i have a facebook twitter instagram snapchat tumblr i don't have a linkedin um i guess i'm just not a very professional person not very forward thinking (laughs) i like have youtube through like my gmail or whatever i guess i don't know i honestly don't understand technology and i watch youtube i like i had one i remember having one in high school because i would have to upload like projects onto it like video projects onto it so I had one for that purpose but obviously I am not a YouTuber I don't frequently make videos to to put on YouTube and um I basically now only use it to listen to music and watch uh Just Between Us one of my favorite odd couple comedies advice channels (laughs) um but other than that yeah I I don't get on like, I guess I get on Facebook daily, but usually it's just to get rid of the notification and then get off. <laughs> they send me my memories every day, and I look at those, and I think, wow, I was such an idiot in Oh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that? that's a cursed uh, function of Facebook. It's like, you remember when you were 16 and you thought everyone wanted to know that you were thinking about getting a Coke? Like. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I do remember that. Thanks. <laughs> or like all of the great photos. Like for some reason, oh we were really big into like whoever had a MacBook, we would do photo sessions on that MacBook and we'd upload like 20, 30 pictures and we're like, haha, hanging out. And I'm like, why did we think this was that a normal was so cool. it was normal. okay to do? <laughs> oh my God. At lunch um, in high school, somebody would bring their camera, like not their phone like their camera it was usually katie but somebody would bring their camera and we would just have a whole photo shoot 
I just like just some random Tuesday and it'll like come up on my newsfeed. It'll be like this day in your memories. It'll be like, oh, cool. I have lunch and I took 70 photos of it. <laughs> yeah. So I try to avoid Facebook also because I feel like at this point, Facebook has become a bit more of like, at least in my realm on my Facebook has become kind of like the older generation's connection. So it's like older family members and things like that. Um, so I usually use it just to connect with family, to see events, like local events. I do like it for that reason, because I see a lot of things like people say that they're interested in and it'll pop up and I'll be like, oh, did you want to go to this thing on Main Street? Or did you want to go to this like book thing or like state museum thing? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. So that's how I'll use that one. Twitter, I get on multiple times a day. Instagram, multiple times a day. Snapchat, multiple times a day. Tumblr, multiple times a day. But usually it's all like within rapid succession. So like I will check one, immediately exit out, check it out, and then like so on and so forth. And then that'll take me like five minutes and then I'm bored. <laughs> Do you know who else has a Twitter and an Instagram? The Lonely Sluts Podcast oh. <laughs> has a Twitter and an Instagram. Shout out to our Twitter and our Instagram at the Lonely Sluts. I genuinely thought you were going to mention someone like super random, like no. your uncle or something. My uncle does have a Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> my uncle Philip, but not my other uncles. So that's well, not what I was going to say. But shout out to Uncle Philip. Shout out to uh, Uncle Philip. I think he might appreciate this podcast. Maybe I'll let him know that we're doing this. Didn't think yeah, I was going to shout him out at all, but <laughs> here we are. Which one do you check the most frequently? Like, which one would you uh, say you're on all the time? Snapchat. I'm on, like, I have a snap sitting here right now that I'm resisting opening. It's going to be a boy saying something nice about my glasses because that's the conversation we're having. But um, other than that, probably Twitter. I'm on a lot of them a lot <laughs> of the time. I've started to do less Snapchat. So I'm on Snapchat a little less. I, like, it, it reversed for me. So I was on, in college, I was on Snapchat a lot. And I was not really on Instagram at all. And I didn't understand how, like, my friends could spend so much time on Instagram. It really confused me. Because I didn't use the Explore page at all either. And I eventually kind of switched over and I started the Instagram more because I started looking at a bunch of memes and shit on Instagram on the Explore page. And um, keeping up with people better on that. Um, because Snapchat was frustrating because the messages would disappear. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to Snapchat messaging. I have so many things to talk about, in fact, that that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Like, people communicating via Snapchat is a whole other podcast. Um, the only reason that I brought it up is because my span and memory are so shit that, like, I will send something to a friend, and if they take more than, like, 20 minutes to respond, oh, and then yeah. they do, I already forgot what I sent them on Snapchat. And at yeah. least on Instagram, I'm like, I can scroll up. I guess now you can save stuff. You can save stuff on Snapchat. Like, they have changed a little bit. Yeah, but if you, like, tap it, it turns gray and it saves. Would you say that you are addicted to social media? <laughs> um, yes. I... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely am. I use it multiple times a day and I it's not that I'm like sitting here like itching being like I gotta check my Instagram like right now but like mm -hmm. if I have my phone in my hand I'm going to check Instagram and Snapchat mm -hmm. and, like in a rotation it's not like I can just like have my phone and just not I'm them and it's not I don't think it hinders my life I think I can put the phone away but I will say I do get a level of anxiety if I don't have my phone on my person 
I experienced that as well. But to be fair, like my phone's important, not just for social media, but literally like work. Like I yeah. clock in via my phone. I need it for alarms to wake me up for things. I get worried that like an emergency is going to happen and no one's going to be able to contact me. Yeah, um, so I don't live with anybody else. And my phone, I think, is kind of on its last legs. And when my phone dies, I'm going to be alone. And I feel so <laughs> weird about it. I'm like, nobody's. I, like, I don't have a house phone because it's t- the year 2019. I'm going <laughs> to get a house phone. Why would I do that? I got so upset when my family, like speaking of that though, I got really upset when my family got rid of our landline in like high school. We got, we had kept it, we had, we had kept it for a while. Like we were one of the last people that I knew that had one and my mom got rid of it one day and I was so upset. (laughs) Well, the thing about the cell phone is it's so much more than just like your house phone. I mean, all of the social media apps are on there, too. I mm-hmm. never check, like, I don't, can you even check Instagram on the computer? I think you can, but you can't. You can, because I think when I didn't, like, when my phone was broken recently, I checked it on the computer. Yeah, but that's so not, that's... Like, the norm. I'm not just like, I'm going to get on my laptop and pull up Instagram. Yeah, no, I checked, I would check Facebook and Twitter and Instagram on the computer when my phone wasn't working recently, um, but I didn't, I did check it less often because it was way less convenient to do that. <laughs> and then speaking of people being addicted to social media, though, there was an article that was literally titled, Is Generation Y Addicted to Social Media? Yes, and the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> short, short answer, yes. Um, Generation Y is millennials, if you did not know. Um, And so it basically was looking at, it was using the six components that determine behavioral addiction that were established by Mark Griffiths in the journal, like he posted that, uh, an article on that in the Journal of Substance Abuse. And those six components are salience, mood modification, tolerance, withdrawal, conflict, and relapse. And this study looked at salience, tolerance, withdrawal, conflict, and relapse. They didn't look at mood modification, which is essentially like the subjective experience that people will report as a consequence of engaging in like an activity. So a buzz or a high when you do something, like when you do heroin or (laughs) (laughs) something like that, you experience a high. That's mood modification. I don't know. I think it's interesting that they didn't study that because I have definitely been like, oh God, I'm in a bad mood. And so I like post a picture of myself to get like validation and it works, man. Every time I get a like, I'm like, oh, that sweet, sweet dopamine. Positive reinforcement. (laughs) Yeah, so the different ones that they were looking at, so tolerance, that's the process where like increasing amounts of the particular activity are required to achieve the former effects. So people who drink, you will realize if you drink frequently and often enough, you will need more to get to the same effects as when you began drinking for the first time. The other ones are salience, and that's when a particular activity becomes the most important activity in a person's life and kind of dominates their thinking, their feelings, behavior. Withdrawal is the unpleasant feeling states and or physical effects which occur when the particular activity is discontinued or suddenly reduced. Conflict That's conflicts between the addict and those around them, which is an interpersonal conflict, or from within the individual themselves, and that's an interpsychic conflict. 
and relapse. And that's the tendency for repeated reversions to earlier patterns of the particular activity to recur and for even the most extreme patterns to be quickly restored. So they were looking at those five and they found, basically the end result was that they found Generation Y does three and a half of those. So they do the um, salience, tolerance, and then the intrapsychic element of conflict. So that's where the half comes in, just that part, not the interpersonal element of conflict. And then also relapse. So those are the ones that we experience um, according to this study. I think that's hella true, especially the salience thing. People take trips just so they're Instagrammable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, this would be a cute pic. Like, do it for the gram. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've said yeah, so, none of those things. Right? The first time I've ever gram. said that in my life. I don't really so, Instagram presence. Yeah, I'm not, I don't post that frequently. Like, I'm on it a lot. I don't yeah, post on I, a lot. Mm. It basically found that uh, social media had become the participants' top priority, and they felt they needed more usage of it to feel satisfied. So that was essentially the end result. And I thought that was appropriate (laughs) for our generation. I I don't know if I'd say I'm addicted, but if it's there, I'm going to check it. Like, if I have my phone, I'm going to check it. If I have access to it, I'm going to check it. So maybe maybe I am. I am saying I'm addicted to (laughs) it. You're an addict, except I'm addicted. Um, okay, so I thought that it was ironic because in the – so the Pew Research Center, just some information on social media use in 2018, and it was talking about towards the end of it, it was saying that a majority of social media users say it would not be difficult to give up these sites. And I was like, oh, oh, they say that, but research proves <laughs> that that is yeah. not true. <laughs> I will say that it would be – really difficult because i feel like well right now like i have friends in town i have a good number of friends in town but most of my good friends that i've known like especially from college are not in town and so like i tag them in like stuff like one of my good friends other sarah is in um china and we tagged each other on this uh article about the i don't know if you've seen this uh the christmas prince is a terrible terrible netflix christmas movie and then there's another one called the christmas prince the royal wedding and oh yes i know of these (laughs) and so other sarah and i were like making jokes we're like the next one's gonna be the royal baby and guess what (laughs) they're making the royal baby but we tagged each other on facebook about that and she's in china and otherwise i wouldn't like talk to her and it would be very difficult Mm -hmm. to like have friends Plus, it's become a compulsion at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I just and got a guess scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just I thought it was so funny because it said that like fifty nine percent of social media users think it would not be hard to give up social media, with twenty nine percent indicating that it wouldn't be hard at all. They're like, oh, easy peasy. I and call I'm like, BS. I'm like, who are you people? I mean, I guess like I I do know some people who really aren't on social media all that frequently, but just thought that that was weird. So another thing that I wanted to discuss with relating to social media was what are our privacy settings for different social media and what are our reasons behind the privacy settings? Oh God, I don't even know. So I guess I'll go down the list. Facebook, I think I have it on friends of friends, but I don't really remember. Um, That's an option? Yeah. So, like, not everybody can see it, but, like, your friends and people who are friends with your friends can see your stuff. 
I don't think I've looked at the privacy settings since like I started it and I've just so, left it on like a normal private. <laughs> no, I put friends of friends because I was like a 14 year old was like thinking about dating prospects <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to date any of my friends, but maybe they'll have friends who want to date me and I, they can look at my stuff to see me. And I, Yeah. That's literally where my head was at when I made my Facebook. I guess I was 13 when I made my Facebook, so that was some forward thinking. Yeah, that was really forward thinking. I was not that smart. I Well, it has not worked I... out for me, so <laughs> nobody I on still Facebook have... has asked me out. And if they did, I don't think I would uh, go out, so don't ask me out on Facebook. <laughs> I still had MySpace into high school. and I never had I... MySpace. I had MySpace and I had a live journal and it took me a long time allowed. to get onto Facebook. I was I was probably about fi- like I was either yeah, I was about 15. I say a long time. Um but I was probably was like 14 15. Like 14 15. Yeah. Um yeah. So you have friends of friends yeah, on friends Facebook. Friends of friends on Facebook. I think my Twitter is entirely public. My Instagram mm-hmm. is not on it's public. There's only public and private on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's on public. Um, I should make it on private because then you have to follow me and I'll get more followers. <laughs> um, my Snapchat, I don't understand. I recently was fiddling with the settings on Snapchat because there's certain fellas who I don't want to see my content slash I don't want to see their content. So I played with that a little bit recently. And I think I accidentally... Um, Oh, I know I accidentally did this, and I don't really know how to undo it because I'm old. I made it so that my stories are public so that anybody can view mm-hmm. them. And so I guess I'm public on Snapchat, which I want to talk about the repercussions of that in a second. But um, <laughs> I don't – I guess I could figure out – I could, like, Google how to fix it, but it hasn't really bothered me that much. My LinkedIn, I guess, is public. I don't know. Can you be private on LinkedIn? What's the point? I think you can. I think it just hides. I mean, I guess that's how it is for literally every site. I was like, it just hides information about you. Why would you be private on LinkedIn? Isn't the whole point so people can check you out and be like, oh, yeah, this person and their job qualifications? Oh, I don't know. I don't even have it, so I don't feel, you know. Yeah, qualified. (laughs) Qualified to comment on it. I don't know my password, so I can't get in there. Yeah, and then I think, I don't know, Google Plus, I literally only have so we can do this. Um, (laughs) YouTube's public, and then Pinterest is public, I think. Actually, I have a private board on Pinterest, and it's birthday present ideas. Oh, that's smart. Smart. Um, my Facebook is on private, so I think it's just friends only, so you have to, like, add me to see stuff about me. Um, Twitter and Instagram, (laughs) I had them, so they were public. When I was applying to things, I put them onto private, and then when I realized I got rejected from all those things, I put them back onto public. (laughs) right. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it doesn't even matter. Um, Snapchat... So I think people, like, only people who I am friends with can send me snaps, but I think my stories anyone can see. I think that's what it is for me, too, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, so I I mean, I don't really mind because 
I'm not putting any, you know, crazy con. I don't really post snap stories anymore. I usually, I kind of transitioned over Insta stories. So I don't really mind them being public because usually it's just like something I thought was funny or a dog or some random thing. <laughs> and, and so I don't mind if, you know, anyone can see that. I do mind who sent me snaps because I don't want creepy, random, unsolicited snaps. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't want yeah, those. so that's safe. <laughs> um, Tumblr, anyone can see it. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. You just have to find me on there. And... Yeah, it's a challenge. Find there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, please don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not even, you know, I honestly don't even care. It's not even that I have super crazy stuff on there. I just think that I'm obnoxious as a person. So I don't think anyone else would want to see it. <laughs> And yeah, and then they really use or have any of the other ones, so they don't really matter to me. Do you like have any particular reasons for having them open? Do you really care either way? Yeah. Um, no, I don't care. I like my Twitter not, I like my Twitter public so that people can retweet me. I find that, yeah, I find that so frustrating as if a friend tweets something I think is super funny or, like, very relatable or just, you know, an important news comment or something, anything, and I'll try and retweet it, and it's like, no, great out. You just take a screenshot and then just, like, (laughs) you're like, ha, I don't care about your own personal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that's frustrating sometimes, but that's very minor problems in my life. Um now we can talk about what is appropriate social media etiquette um let's go something we thought was we both of us thought was interesting was when do you add new friend slash potential romantic partner um on social media do you do it right in front of them in the moment like historically when that happens or do you want (laughs) to know like what i think should happen um both historically (laughs) uh in recent endeavors we have re- we have added each other the next morning together. <laughs> like, <laughs> comparatively, been like, oh, is this you? Yeah, cool. Like, because you know you're friends at that point, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, oh god, it just so depends on how you met too. Like, mm-hmm. So like, if they're like your friend, like if this is a new, like legitimate, like we're just gonna be friends situation. Mm-hmm. You can add them right then and there. You don't have to play anything cool. You can just be like, oh, cool, yeah, let me add you so we can find each other later. And mm-hmm. if you're, like, mutually interested in being friends, that's not weird and it should be fine. And then you look them up and be like, oh, is this your Instagram? And they're like, yeah. And then you like their first picture or something like that because, you know, friends. Um, but if it's a romantic partner, that, like, adds so much more games to everything, which I hate, but I live <laughs> in the world, so I participate. So, like, if you met them on, or if you met them in real life, the same rule can apply, unless you're trying to, like, play it cool or some shit, which is Mm -hmm. stupid, and then you, like, wait it out, and then, like, if I, this is, I hate, I hate myself for thinking about this, but if I add somebody on Instagram, they need to add me on Facebook, or, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna reach out on both social media. You're not gonna seek them out. Yeah, I'll add them on one, and then, like, if they can... But also, let's be real. I will have preliminarily stalked them, like, <laughs> like for so many times until they come up in my, like, you should add this person. Mm-hmm. And I kind of do that in hopes that the algorithm will suggest me as someone for them to add. Yeah, that that just for that particularly. Um, 
the Eurocart guy, he oh, showed yeah. up. He showed up as a suggested friend. Dude, because it says okay. I was I almost screenshot this, but we'll talk about it here instead in front of everybody. Um, on my Facebook, he came up as people I should add, and it said I had two mutual friends, and I'm like, who the fuck knows this guy? And Me. I pulled it up. Yeah, <laughs> and you're friends with him, and I was like, what? Yeah, and it's because what? I I mean I hardly I don't use Facebook. I don't really care. Um, he's a and, weirdie. and I like, and I know, I was gonna say, and I know who he is, so it's not like it's a complete stranger. Like, I don't accept complete strangers. You. Yeah, I mean, he has it. Backstory is we were, <laughs> it, was, it was the end of the night. Uh, we were in line for, you know, food at the Euro cart. Uh, we met these two gentlemen. I bought my food, and then Sarah bought her food and their food. <laughs> Uh, that that goes into me being way too generous while intoxicated. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much pretty much the story. And then we left. We got in our Uber really quickly, and we're like, "Bye." And um, now she's Facebook friends. Yeah, and he just because because we looked them up the next day yeah, on we Facebook. Yeah, looked them up the next day. Like that was kind of the end of it. We were just like, "Oh, those are them." But I just thought it was did, hilarious did because he add you or did you add him? He added me, so okay. and it was it was recently, which, which he was should because you bought his food. He kept coming up in my suggested friends like every single time, and I was like, "That's weird." And then very recently, he just added me on there, and I was just like, "Okay." And then he he also followed me on Instagram. I will say, but oh, so tell him about yeah. this podcast and let him know that he's got a shout out in the social media etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Venmo me ten dollars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, an expensive endeavor for you for it what was hopefully he'll like thirty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> ten dollars for a like. I will say, I will say on um, adding people right then and there. I used to be for some reason I like I can't entirely explain why, but I used to be a little bit more bitter about it before why? I was on social media so much, and I think it's because I thought that they were doing it to have more followers or like just to like. Oh. I don't know, something like that. Like, they'd be like, oh, like, you have to follow me on, like, Instagram and Snapchat and, like, Twitter and all this stuff. Like, we have to follow each other. And I'd be like, no, like, we really don't have to follow each other. Like, that's not the, like, if we numbers, like, that's how I'll keep in touch with you. Like, it used to frustrate me a lot more when I was younger. Now I don't really care so much because I, too, am also on these sites a lot. So I've become one of those people a little bit. I but would rather, it used to frustrate me. I would rather somebody I meet in a bar, like, girl or guy, like, friend or, like, romantic interest – I would rather add them on Instagram than Snapchat mm -hmm. because if you want to reach out, you can like swipe up on a story or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know what, there was like a period of time where I had just so many random people on Snapchat and I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and I feel like I, I don't know if it's I'm on Snapchat more or I feel like, I feel like it's a little bit more personal because you, it's a you have to kind of direct message. There's not like a public interface. Does that make mm -hmm. any sense? Where I feel like Snapchat should be people that I like know and would talk to. Whereas <laughs> I feel like Snapchat is a little more intimate than Instagram, I guess is where I'm going with that. And um, I just don't want a bunch of random people's stories. I guess it's because I view Snapchat stories more frequently than I do Insta stories. Or I used to. Now I'm kind of switching to Instagram because everybody's on Instagram and I'm behind the times. Yeah, no, I I definitely keep in touch with friends that I'm not as close to or kind of like more tangently related to, like friends of friends a little bit more on Instagram because it is so much easier just to kind of like swipe up, do one of those quick reactions or swipe up and just say something really quick than it is on Snapchat where you kind of have to be a little bit more deliberate about it. Um, 
Yeah, and that kind of goes into, there was this guy, I when I was doing some research for this, um, his name's Vincent Miller, and he's posted a couple, like, like he's done some. this guy out? <laughs> I, I mean, like, he's a researcher, he's, yeah. like, posted articles and things, like, he's, a, I keep saying posted, that's how much I'm into social media, he published, <laughs> he's published articles. Journal articles. Um, <laughs> he's posted some articles, but he published articles on, um, like, this concept of, like, phatic culture, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, phatic culture, which is basically just, um it's kind of like exchanging social pleasantries so it's it's communication that is for maintaining connection and for social and it like soul relationships and it's not about really having a dialogue driven um conversation or anything like that um and so it kind of like it frustrated me a little bit because he was like how we can this is going to cause us to go into like a nihilistic culture where we kind of lose meaning and of things he's like it's it's good to have social conversation but and like it that that part was a little frustrating because it felt a little condescending but at the same time i can see it a little bit because with insta stories in particular i will literally just send an emoji and then someone will like the message and nothing nothing has really been communicated except for us saying that we're like I like that. That's an acknowledgement of like, I see what you're doing and I like what you're doing. I don't really have anything to add, but I appreciate you and your content. And I think that makes me feel seen and validated. And I don't, I don't agree. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's what he was saying was that he was like, it's important. Like, it's important to have to a degree because we need to have like connectedness. We need to have social relationships. And that is basically the type of communication that will foster that. But he was like, at the same time, so he was like, if it becomes increasingly phatic, then we're going to lose like dialogue and like have more content. And like, I don't know, I'm probably he's, he's going to listen to this and get so mad. He's not going to listen to this. (laughs) Everyone send this to him. No, um, (laughs) but (laughs) I probably am like fudging up his uh, message a little bit. But I feel like that was that was kind of what he was talking about like that function of communication but i don't know i can i can see it with specifically just specifically uh in stories and like how you can so quickly and like not really have a lot of content driven conversations through it um i don't know i mean like i think that's true but i also have built friendships through that like okay there'll be people i'll be like at a party and i will meet a girl and i think she's cool but we don't like have a reason to talk to each other but we'll add Mm -hmm. each other on instagram and then I'll see her doing something fun, and then I'll swipe up and say something, and she'll say something back, and we say really nice things to each other on Instagram. And then I see her out in the world, and we're like, oh, my God, hey. And then we're friends now because we've done <laughs> a mutual, like, liking kind of deal. So I don't know. I mean, like, I get it, but I think he's being negative. I think you just got to give Oh, yeah, no. I definitely think it was kind of pessimistic. I mean, like, I feel like it had some valid – point but at the same time was very cynical of like social media basically okay so when do you going back to this question when do Mm -hmm. you think it's appropriate to add a romantic partner a romantic partner not like somebody you're like deliberately involved with like a potential but potential okay you're like interested in i don't like doing it in front of them for some reason like i don't like doing it in person um, because I feel a potential partner, I just want to be talking to them. And I feel like as soon as I bring up my phone or like we start talking about like and all of that stuff, it, I don't know. I don't want to, it sullies our conversation. No. Um, 
I don't know. And I think I want to have the choice. Like, I want to be able to choose whether I let them follow me or, like, I let them know about certain forms of social media. Like, if some guy were to be like, what's your Tumblr? I'd be like, uh. I'd be like, what's Tumblr? I don't, I don't know what you're yeah, talking what's, about. Um, like, I see it on your phone. I'd be like, no. It's stupid, but it also makes me feel like they're thinking about me when I'm not there if they add me later or if I add them yeah. later. It's kind of it's kind of like knowing that I'm like thinking about them or like I'm like, yeah, I do want to keep in touch. If I like it's a day or two later, we're not together and then I add you, if that makes any sense. Um so I think real good when like somebody adds you and you're like, Yes, like uh yeah, I wanted them to want to see stuff. <laughs> good. So that's I think I think later is my optimal time for adding someone okay, well, I will say, how late is too late because i have a story how late <laughs> how late is too late uh two years <laughs> yeah let's talk about this this lovely guy who oh god i don't even have it we'll call him purple rain the reason being is one time i thought we were just dancing and the song's purple rain but he thought we fell in love and he um, was having a moment he, he was, was having, having a whole moment yeah and i didn't know I thought it was, like, super cash. Anyway, we went on one date, Purple Rain and I, and um, he was, like, fine, but I wasn't feeling it, and he was, like, already way too gung-ho about it. Like, I told him I was going home the next weekend. I was in, This was in Columbia, and he was like, oh, uh, I, have, I have family in Charleston. Maybe I'll come down, and I was like, ha-ha, no, I have plans. I, <laughs> what? And then he, like, asked me out for the next day, which I also had planned. I, super busy but he i like wasn't lying about any of these plans like i had plans but he asked me out for the next day and i was like i can't do that and then he like i don't know and like i went home and i was like that was like okay i was like overthinking it and he texted me and he was like hey i had a really great time tonight i haven't felt this way in a really long time and that made me start sweating and so i texted him back (laughs) and i was like hey um i think you're a great guy but i think you're looking for something way more serious than i am right now and i just don't think this is a good i don't think we should like go out again which was how i felt because like i was in a weird mental spot at that point in my life um and he was like are you sure and i was like yeah pretty sure and then i never and he was like well text me if you change your i never changed my mind like i wasn't feeling him in the first place and i like didn't ever contact him again and then he this was like in the winter and then that summer he texted me and I answered because I was like that's weird and he was like I'm staring at your twin right now and I was like where are you he was like I'm at a strip club and I got offended (laughs) because it was like 7 p.m on a Tuesday and I am not a 7 p.m Tuesday night stripper that felt that was like a yeah. left-handed compliment. <laughs> and I was like, well, as long as she's good at her job. <laughs> and like, I left it at that because I was like, uh, I don't know what you want. And then he was like, are you are you still in Columbia? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I didn't answer <laughs> uh, But, okay, so that happened. And then he added me on Snapchat. I don't remember when on the timeline this was, but this was like post that weird interaction. He added me on Snapchat, and I didn't add him back. Mind you, now that my stories are public, he views my stories. And I'm like, why? We went on one day two years ago. Um, so that happened. And then he added me on Facebook at some point, And I didn't add him back. And this was like like two years ago. Like this was going on like maybe six months to like eight months after we went out. He was adding things. And I didn't mm. add him back because I was like, I don't want to be your friend. I don't know you. Now you're being weird. But then like two weeks ago, he follows me on Twitter. 
he follows me on Twitter, and I look at who he's following, and he's following like 15 people total. Like, 13 people are verified celebrity accounts. Like, one of them is a guy who's following him back. Like, it's another guy who's not verified. And then the other person is me. Oh, that's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I'm like, what? And I didn't follow him back because I don't want to, I don't want to know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like blocking him would be a little extra. But like, I might, I don't know. I'm a little weirded out. Like, is he find me? I don't know. I, I'm like, I just don't know. Also, he has a Rick and Morty profile picture. The tone in which you said that conveys everything you say about that. And I'm like, <sighs> like, I'm glad we didn't go out again. But like that poor boy, like, wh- why is See, it- this is another thing about etiquette, though, about being like having, or at least I feel like for women, it, having to feel the need to be polite about it. Like, no, we should be able to block people who kind of creep us out. Like, this dude, like, just one of those things is weird enough. But the fact that he's done all of those things, he that's definitely feel, he breaking some conventional rules there. But he just feels like, yikes. I don't even know. Like, like, I mean, I know I'm great, but, like, not that great. Like, you know, yeah. that's a lot. Like, mm. That's that's just weird. Well, that's also, like, where I'm gonna put that in. Just hint. weird. Like I didn't add you back on anything else. Why do you think two years later that he would be like, "Oh, this is appropriate. I'll follow her on Twitter now." And I almost tweeted about it, which would have been like, really funny. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should be like throwback to when this guy. You should <laughs> in parentheses put his handle. <laughs> at, <it's> <laughs> Purple ring. Anyway. Okay, so that brings me to another weird thing about who I, not this guy, but another guy I only went on one date with. I mostly only go on one date with guys. This guy, <laughs> his name is Dragon Boy, and we'll talk about him later on a on a future episode, I'm sure. I don't want to get into it right now. But Dragon Boy, I went on one very bad date with, did not go on a second date with him. He didn't realize it was a bad date, which made me feel sad for him, but... um. That's the worst. Yeah. Like, at least sometimes you can both tell that there's no chemistry or that, like, no. something's awkward or weird. But sometimes they're like, that went great. And you're like, oh, you thought that? Because I didn't feel that. Oh, it was so awkward for me. I was, like, physically uncomfortable. But I was like, I really wanted to see the movie. Anyway, we'll talk about this later. But, yeah, so Dragon Boy. What is, his nickname is Dragon Boy, so, like, that's all I need, you know? But he <laughs> added me on LinkedIn. Like a year after like first off a year after what are you doing but he added me on linkedin and i was like oh are we like colleagues now do you need like a a reference like what 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 (laughs) because like i don't even know if i'd be the person to go to for a reference i told you i didn't want a second date why would you add somebody who told you they didn't want a second date on linkedin i don't know maybe they just need numbers (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I don't know how LinkedIn works. I don't know if I've communicated this enough. (laughs) I do not understand LinkedIn. I do not have one. It's supposed to be like a publicly accessible resume and Mm -hmm. an avenue to like get in contact with other people in fields that they want to work in or like look at job postings or Mm -hmm. like um, just make business connections. And like, I'm not going to hire you, my guy. Like, that's like, I'm, I don't know. 
I just thought that was real odd. The way I did meet him was we were in class together. So, like, we had the same major, I guess, I think. So, like, maybe that's why. You're thinking. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, uh, we live in different places. You're involved in different stuff than I am. I don't know why you added me on LinkedIn. Because it's not like I update that, you know? It's not like you can get a good insight on my yeah, life. Yeah, you don't even have the password. <laughs> yeah. I think he and I are Facebook friends, too. So, he can see what I'm up to. That's, that's I know weird. we're Facebook. We I know we're Facebook friends because he at or he messaged me like he messaged me like a year later and asked me out again and I was like no. Yeah, I a couple times I just like people messaging you like later. I guess it's like not super weird because I do know. People, oh, it is weird. But like yeah, like <laughs> in high school, like I know people college and like we'd be friends or we'd be like friends of friends like we definitely knew each other had met in person all this stuff um but we weren't super close and they'll like sometimes i'll get messages from these people and either they're just like a hey or they'll be like hey what are you up to or like how's the last like two years of your life been and i'm like i guess like part of me is like oh that's kind of nice that they want to keep in touch but then the other part of me is like why like, yeah, I do not motive. know you well. We weren't super close. Like, what's happening here? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That that always confuses me. Um, but speaking of some more social media etiquette, um, do you let your family follow you on counts? And also, how about coworkers? Because I have mixed yes, feelings on both of those. So my family has me on Facebook, obviously. That's the family-friendly one. My mother is on all of my social media. She follows me on everything, but my mom's chill for the most part. My mom, I was going to say, my mom follows me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. She doesn't follow, like, my Tumblr because she doesn't have one. And she, like, she watches all my stories. She's seen, like, my drunken stories. She's seen, like, everything. Yeah, my mom funny. knows a lot we about on, my life. We went on a trip, and Kayla, you know Kayla. And Kayla blocked my mother on her Snapchat when we went to New Orleans. <laughs> Just so she, like, couldn't see the story. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my mother has probably gone way harder than we're going to go or ever will, to be honest. Because I'm pretty lame. I'm pretty grandma. Mom, I think, uh, had a good time. <laughs> Has a good time. She, my mother right now is on a spring break trip. That's... She and her friend went to Florida. And I'm like, oh, have fun. She's Snapchatting me. She's Snapchatting my mom's at work me. right now. Well, that's, <laughs> that's her my mom's in Florida with her friend Snapchatting me from, like, St. Augustine. She's like Cape Canaveral. I'm like, okay, have fun. I'll be at work. <laughs> my mom, I will say, like, my mom herself isn't super, I was going to say, isn't super fun, but no, she, <laughs> I love my mom. I sounded like a diss. I didn't mean to. I just mean that because she, like, works at a hospital and, like, I don't know. Um, and then, like, on the weekends, my dad comes home and they hang out. Like, that's their time to hang out. She just doesn't have a whole lot to go on trips and stuff like that. So yeah, I I say that she just got back from Orlando with my dad. Um, oh, well, all our moms in Florida. Yeah, all of our moms just go to Florida. Um, all of them, all of yeah. our mini <laughs> I have I a lot of my close moms feel like yeah, I call them like second mom. mom so, mom. and they're honestly like they probably follow me. Like I have a lot of them on Facebook and a lot of them on like different things Kayla's too. Mom they, has me on Snapchat too, mm-hmm. so she can come too. I don't put that much trouble on Snapchat. Yeah. There <laughs> I will say the like the most random or like not it's not even scandalous. It was just showing that I was incredibly drunk. But you know the <laughs> night that we all died for Abby's birthday. Oh, sure do. 
Yeah, um, we will probably get in so later. Um, but we all just got incredibly drunk for one of our friends, our mutual friends' birthdays, That's and um, not worth it. I though. posted. Yeah, not worth it. But I, oh, sorry, Abby, you were yeah, not well, worth the trouble. Yeah, Abby, uh, throwing up. Being, the next, like, I have wasn't some, fun. I have regrets. I posted a snap story while incredibly drunk, and it was just kind of like me, like circling through all of our friends and it had an incredibly random unrelated like geotag on it and then I also started typing a sentence and stopped mid-sentence and I was like we're at and that was it that was the only thing that I, I posted. Some that I didn't post like I was on my way to posting they're like selfies and there's like definitely some that was gonna say something but you're not I can't quite <laughs> decipher what I meant and like I, I never posted them but I have like at least three of those like saved to my like camera roll <laughs> And I'm like, what? What was happening here? And it's not like I don't remember those nights. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I know exactly where I was and what I was doing. And, like, I, I know. But I'm like, what was I going to Like, post? what was the intent? Yeah, like, like I don't really. Hmm, interesting. But, yeah, I don't, like, really post any. The only thing I posted that got me into, not trouble, but confused the was not the first time we got engaged, but the second time we got engaged. <laughs> I just put a picture of my ring your ring on my finger and I just put it up with just the hearts filter and no words (laughs) I got like so many people messaging me being like who's engaged what happened and I'm like it's just I took it down at like after I got like six messages I was like this is not worth it it was funny to me but the people think that something's happening (laughs) yeah we should preface that with I have a diamond ring by myself because I wanted one and I wear it on my right hand, obviously, because I'm not engaged. Um, and I will occasionally propose to Claire when we are out it's and so give fun. it to her to wear her hand. And we'll take pictures. <laughs> and yeah, so that's where that story comes from. But um, Side note, Sarah, I just bought myself a ring. It's not diamond. It's um, sapphire. It's my birthstone. But it's getting shipped to me soon. And then I can propose to you. That'll be so sweet. Reciprocated love. Um, I will say the one time I've ever gotten, like, quote, in trouble for something that I posted, I kind of got into a little bit of trouble. And it's not even trouble. It's just kind of, like, hurt feelings. Um, I, like, I've been going to West Virginia a lot to see family recently. And, but I have, like, two sides of my family are in when I've mainly been visiting, like, one side, kind of. And I've been posting stuff about driving up there and like seeing family and my aunt from the other side follows me and she had like messaged my mom and was like, Oh, has she been in West Virginia? Like what's she doing? Like, why should she like come to see us basically? And I was kind of like, Oh, I feel bad now. (laughs) That was on me. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about people uh, watching your stories. Do you pay attention to who sees your stories? Oh, yes, I do. I will say that's actually probably the thing that I'm most folk, like honed in on do with you, regards to social media. Do you post stories deliberately for certain people to see? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I hate myself for it. Oh, Everyone yeah, it's, it's it. something that I want to stop doing. I Like, in general, I in a perfect world, I would love to stop posting on social media except for, like, <laughs> I guess, like, updates and stuff or, like, thing like, I don't know, like, I would love to stop being on social media at all. Yeah, Um, no, here's the thing. If I didn't care who viewed my story, I would never post a story, ever. I put stuff up, and then I'm looking through it. I'm like, who saw this? Because there are certain individuals um, 
who I want to know if they're still keeping tabs on football. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I care about it a lot. I will post. So the main reasons I post Insta stories or I guess snap stories, wherever you can have stories, um, validation. I think that I thought of something funny. I found something funny. I want to show other people the funny thing and have them think that I'm funny or just like so everyone can be involved in the funny thing or just because I want to see even of you. <laughs> I want to like, I want to post, I like, not even, I don't want to say spitefully, but like, I'll do stuff just to be like, I'm having a great time. Oh, yeah. Are you going to see that I'm having a great time? I want you specifically to see that I'm having a great time. Yeah, no. Okay. So I will Which definitely... is very frustrating. I hate that aspect about myself, oh, but. <laughs> I have definitely posted snaps with the intent of getting an individual to see it and think about it. And they have worked. Like, okay, t-shirt. If you didn't listen to the last episode about just friends you're not going to know these nicknames um t-shirt football etc so go back and listen to that one and you'll get the backstory on some of them but t-shirt i will say me up though because we only we only do um descriptors like that for like people we may have been like talking to or in a relationship with or something like that like our casual friends we're name dropping them like crazy we're like oh yeah abby kayla <laughs> Fine. Tyler, okay. oh, it's fine. And the then we're nicknames, like, oh, no, T-shirt. The nicknames are to protect the guilty, okay? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, appropriate, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk shit about you with your name. Like, I'm not a terrible person, but I do want to talk shit about you because that's what this podcast is for. It's about. I exclusively made this podcast to talk shit pretty much just about t-shirt no just kidding that's aggressive i just but, like to talk about anything and want to be heard same 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 i was being dramatic but t-shirt yeah i was like i look real good tonight i'm gonna post this and he's gonna look at it and then he messaged me you were there i got into a fight with him over snapchat messages in the middle of the night because i'm a mature and responsible adult i really i really wanted to be there for you you were like shaking with rage was, that's a that happens to me <laughs> and I was so so tired <laughs> and I was like listening and closing my eyes <laughs> anyway the point is I posted a picture of us looking real good deliberately for him to see and he saw it and he messaged me and I did not respond well he was like you look good and I was like <laughs> I was like what's your problem like I don't remember what I said but it was like very aggressive and like unsolicited like he definitely sent a compliment and I was like why'd you ghost me for three months <laughs> I was like not not cool but it was like you know 3 a.m. very very recently started posting like pictures of myself as stories I you put one up today and you looked good I know yeah. that was the first time like that was the first time I can remember putting my face you know what I like I when I complained about a, a patient at work <laughs> saying something to me about how I should smile more, um, I posted my face. But this is the first time I posted my face on Insta Story in like a really, really like I think ever maybe. Like I don't usually do pictures of like my own like selfies and stuff. Um, I, but I've just started doing that, and I I don't know how I feel about. It. I like it. You look good. <laughs> I will post my face, but I also have to have other people in the picture. Otherwise, I get really self conscious. Yes, yes. See, that was, I think that was what made it so hard to post that today. I wanted to, like, make a joke or, like, make a comment about my hair, and also it looked nice, so I wanted to post it, but then I was like, oh, but, like, I don't really have a reason, and I was like, ah, I don't really need a reason. <laughs> I can just post it. I yeah. posted, uh, 
what is it? Not a boomerang. I guess it's a boomerang. A gif of myself uh, when I got my haircut, too. Mm-hmm. You get a haircut, you're allowed one self-promotional post. That's the rule. I know. I keep I keep posting under the guise of these uh, Insta rules that I created. Like when you have when you order a shirt and it fits, you're allowed to post a mirror selfie. When yeah, you get a haircut totally. and your hair looks good, you're allowed to post a selfie. <laughs> when you have something that you've, like, you know, specifically gotten done to your appearance, you're allowed to, like, let the people know, even if that is just buying a new shirt. But your hair looks so good today. I... Got Thank joy you. from viewing that photo, so it was worth it. I'm glad that I brought you joy. Um, speaking of watching stories and stuff, what do you think about people who watch your stories, specifically on Instagram, I should say, because we both have people who watch our stories on Snapchat because it's just open to anybody, but who watch your stories, but they don't follow you? I got to say I don't really encounter that. I don't – well, first off, I – have yet to fully make the transition to Instagram stories over Snapchat stories because mm-hmm. I'm still living in the year 2013. And um, I don't have very many people on Instagram ever view my story who don't follow me. Like, ever. There's just, like, a couple. There's, like, one or two that have, like, viewed my stories. And it's been, like, frequently enough now that I'm, like, if you're going to view all these stories, you might as well just yeah. follow me. <laughs> like, I feel like it'd make it easier on you to see when I update if you like, you actually want to see them. But I don't know. And I just think it's like, in my head, it's kind of like they're like searching for well, my they name. Have to. If they're not following yeah. you, they have to look you up. So that's really weird that they're like looking you up with that much regularity. And like, I, I, like, I don't think... I'm not so conceited to think that they're like, oh, it's just me, and they, like, super want to see my stories, but I'm just more confused. I feel like it just make it easier on them if they just follow me. Like, I know them. There's, like, a couple of people that I know, and I'm like, why don't you just follow me weird? Like, is this some weird power trip? I think I'm thinking way too much into it, but it just confuses me. I always read too much into people, and I know, like, okay, I tap through stories. Like, I see everyone's story, but I don't love everyone's story. But my name still pops up as in, like, I've seen your story, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody who, like, sees my story, I'm like, they all watched it. They all know. And, <laughs> like, that's not true. And I know it's not true. But I read too much into it anyway. But I think it's definitely weird. Oh, yeah, no. I think I try and think of it of how I do it. Like, you were saying, like, there's a couple that I, because on Instagram, it just goes, like, at yeah. least on Snapchat now, it'll ask you, like, do you, like, you'll finish a story. And then it'll be like, do you want to continue on to the story? And on Instagram, it just goes right on through. And I remember once I just wanted to watch this one like person story or something. And I clicked on it. And then I went to the kitchen to like do something. And I came back and it had gone through like 16 different people. And I was like, oh, that was a mistake. Um, I don't know. I actually I don't I feel bad because I don't really view a whole lot of other people's stories very often. But I expect everyone to view mine, so I'm not very kind in reciprocating viewing people's stories, but think important enough that they should all be mine. But yeah, you know, um, it's like no, I'm funny. Like, what can I? <laughs> okay, so relating to our own social media presence, um, so when I was looking up some things for this particular episode, there were some talks in the industry um, <laughs> about impression management so basically kind of it's the process by which people kind of try to influence their perceptions of other people so posting things to kind of put out an identity that you want other people to see 
And so I was going to talk about how we may do that or how you do that and I do that differently or um, think about it at all. I'm sure we both do. And then in uh, a particular article from Psychology Today, it was talking about trying to balance the things you post and controlling your image so much versus trying to be like authentic and trying to be your true self, really modifying everything that you post. Um, so what do you think about that? So I definitely think about how I look and what I post. I spend an embarrassing amount of time looking at my own profiles to, as if I were someone to add me to just see like what I come across as. Mm-hmm. That said, I don't really modify anything after I do that. I just kind of think of like what my impression would be. Um, but it's different across different social medias. For like Snapchat, don't care. Like it's gone. It's ephemeral and it's <laughs> um, – my Facebook is definitely like I have people from church on my Facebook. I have people from work on my Facebook. I definitely try to keep things a little bit more PG. I try to keep things a little bit more smiley. Like I'm in a good mood mm-hmm. and I like to bake on Facebook, which is true in most of my life. But that's like the kind of articles I'm sharing is like music and baking and like hobby related things. Not a lot of mm-hmm. feelings. I don't really share a ton of memes on Facebook. Um, Instagram, I don't utilize as well, like as much as I should. So it's just photos from events most of the time. I'm a pretty few and far between poster. And my Instagram stories are usually secondary. Like my first impulse is to put something on Snapchat and then if I like look really good or if I'm at like a really like fun place, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I should also put this on Instagram. And so I'll do that. Um, on Twitter, I don't necessarily put on like a happy face all the time um and then what else oh tumblr that's anonymous like my name's not attached to that at all so i can post there during real sad girl hours and um that's all the time (laughs) no that's from like 11 to like five (laughs) like it's in the night i mean there's really no boundaries on sad girl hours but those are like the legitimate ones yeah, no, I'd say Twitter and Tumblr are my least, like, I guess if I were to say that those are my most authentic selves. Um, I do try and find, like, I try and make myself a little bit funnier, I guess. Like, try and post only, like, my funny thoughts to Twitter. Tumblr's just kind of like a free-for-all. Yeah. Um, and I found myself even lately, like, so lately in the past, like, year or two, I don't even, like, I don't really do any more text posts that much on Tumblr. Oh, I, I will start to... I used to, it really used to be like a diary for me almost. Like I would just post about what happened in the day. I would post what was frustrating me, all of the stuff. Um, and then over time, it just became like I just would reblog a lot more things um, rather than post a lot of things myself. And now I will start to post something like something that frustrated me about work or like something about my family or anything. And I'll start typing it out. Before I hit post, I'm kind of like, you know what? that's okay. I don't need to post this. And I just delete it. And I think I just got like, it was like a cathartic effect of just typing it out. Oh, there's some, there's some good stuff on dating and social media and relationships and social media. Like you are already in one. Um, so there was this one article and it was on dating and relationships as experienced through social media. And it was personal communication and it kind of explored how adolescents use social media within their romantic relationships. It was conducted in Belgium, and they had 11 focus group conversations among, like, almost 60 adolescents, I think, 
um, and they were aged between 15 to 18. I'm pretty sure, I want to say that this study only looked at Facebook because the couple studies that I looked at regarding relationships and um, social media, no surprise to me at least that social networking sites played an important role in relational information seeking. Um, so basically That's pictures and saying. Yeah. yeah. So pictures and status updates were the most important source of information regarding a potential romantic partner. Yeah, like um, if you have a Rick and Morty profile picture. <laughs> then that, that's a big no. Um, sorry to Rick and Morty fans. Uh, <laughs> I like that show. Like, I hate to say that out loud, but I've watched enough of it where I think it's mm-hmm. funny. And I don't want to be associated with that. Also, your profile picture should be of your It's not face. your brand. <laughs> it's not my brand. But your profile picture should be of your face. That's my stance. Anyway, continue with your research. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, so uh, another thing was that it recognized the potential of social media to elicit jealousy and as a means to control a partner, like with sharing passwords for their profiles and stuff like that, as well as like monitoring what they post on their profile. I thought that was interesting because that's definitely been a problem that I haven't really experienced, but my friends and other people that I know have experienced. Um just about like they're like oh like my and it comes from like not even in social media either things that they can do and wear and things like that they're like oh they don't really like it when I like go out to this place like without them or like they don't like it when I go out and drink without them or wear this type of stuff gross no bad (laughs) I don't like that at all (laughs) and so that extends into you know the internet and social media with monitoring their profiles and not liking them posting certain things um that would not so that's yeah, that's frustrating. Um, and then also in this study, it found that they did not consider being Facebook official. Of okay, I want to talk. You had some feelings on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thirteen-year-old Claire, who I've referenced a lot today, because Facebook is very twenty-four-year-old Claire can't let it go. So when I was fourteen, and I was dating Jaime, as referenced a couple times in that uh, "All My Friends Are Married" episode. Um. He was my eighth grade boyfriend, and I had a Facebook, and he didn't. And at that point in time, it was such a status symbol to put in a relationship on Facebook. But he didn't have a Facebook, so I couldn't do it. And I, like, missed out on that. And so today, like, I still (laughs) have this, like, strong desire to be in a Facebook official relationship. And, like, (laughs) if I ever get in, like, an established, like, legitimate relationship with somebody, I'm going to make them be facebook official because like i know it's stupid but it's important to like my inner middle school it's so important like i i because like nobody cares nobody pays attention but that's like public and that matters to me (laughs) that cracks me up because i feel like i'm the opposite i feel like i'm gonna be married and it's still gonna say i'm single on facebook just because because i don't like and it's it's really only because I just Facebook specifically I do not keep up with as much. Um, but I feel like I'm also not going to be. This is all purely hypothetical. I have no idea how it's a serious relationship because I've never been in a serious relationship. But I definitely don't feel like I'm going to be someone who posts about it. A well, lot. I was going to ask: Have you ever slash when do you think it's appropriate to post a photo with somebody you're romantically involved with? I feel like. If they kind of just happen to be in the picture, (laughs) like if you're out like doing things or like you're at an event or you're doing something fun or something like that, or you like spent the day together and you have a really cute picture and you were going to post it anyways, like man crush Mondays and women crush Wednesdays and like doing that all the time. And I don't know, stuff like that. I, 
Well, I just don't see me as, like doing that. I, <laughs> I guess what I'm asking though is like, when do you think appropriate to premiere your your? Oh, like, like the first, like, yeah, the like first your, post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when are you like? When is that appropriate? At what point? Um, I don't know. You can post something with someone without them being close to you, like without you being in a relationship, yeah, and you can but be like, people know. You're yeah. I don't know. I like with that, like with you explicitly being like, this is my boyfriend. <laughs> this. <laughs> there was a, I was, <laughs> I, when I was seeing football, I like had a thought about like the intro post. Cause I thought we were going to get there and we took these really cute pictures at my work party. But then things went to shit. So I never got to post those, but I, I just don't think about, having an intro post if that makes sense like he like if i were to be in a relation i feel like he'd just be there sunny so like I, I would be by myself and then suddenly sometimes he would be there and then people would just be like oh i guess that's maybe someone she might be seeing <laughs> i did not think i would think about it but when it was like i when i potential happening it was on the horizon <laughs> i was thinking about it so evidently i care and i think again that goes to the um the publicly acknowledging that you're involved thing because i think i've been in a not a rut, but like a like a I, my last few whatchamacallits have been not secret, but definitely not like out. Mm-hmm. Like I like like even with football, he like never told his family. Like I don't think he ever told his family that we went out. Which is like- yeah, and that's I I can understand that too because I don't like it when I feel like, not that they're like ashamed of me, but like. Yeah. They don't want to well, like, be like super official and seen with me and like all this stuff. Like it's just frustrating. So yeah, I can understand then, that playing a role in that as well. And then like my last ongoing whatever you want to call it was with t-shirt, and that was like def a secret. Like that was like not something that. Well, you had work reasons yeah, for that being like, a, that's a secret. Okay. That's a whole lot. <laughs> more complicated situation that I was a lover's tryst (laughs) it wasn't even (laughs) I don't even know how to articulate what I'm trying to say the point is something that we were gonna like post pictures about but like I think I think that I it is more important to me than I would like to acknowledge to be publicly recognized as a couple and so I think that is why the Facebook uh, relationship status insta post I think about and I think they matter to me because it has a lot to do with not being secret and not being ashamed of like or mm-hmm. like not like embarrassed because like I think if I posted a picture with t-shirt I would be embarrassed I would feel the need that I needed to like defend <laughs> to people. and then like with football I felt like um he was like ashamed of me which I don't think he was that's like kind of how I like Mm -hmm. interpreting it yeah like I really don't think he was I think he had his own insecurities going on I think there was more going on I don't think it was me but still uh, you can't help but be like well why are you telling people we've been pretty heavily involved for like months you know so it matters more to me that would have an impact on my relationship especially if I had asked somebody or something and I was like, hey, put the, make, can we make this Facebook official? And they were like, oh, no, nah, I don't really care. Like, that would, like, that would, it's important to me. So, it's, mm-hmm. like, I like if you cared about me and it's not a big deal to you, then you should just do it. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, 
that's my stance on that. I care more than I would like to admit, which is just generally how I am. All right. Well, another thing that I was able to look up regarding social networking sites and romantic relationships um, was this site that, or I keep saying site. I'm so focused on like sites and posting rather than like article. <laughs> um, was this article that was titled social networking sites in romantic relationships, attachment, uncertainty, and partner surveillance on Facebook. And it was published in the Cyber Psychology Behavior and Social um, Journal. And it was basically talking about how social networking sites serve as both a source of information and a source of tension between romantic partners. And I was kind of like, you don't say. <laughs> but it, they basically conducted a survey of um, 328 college students from a large Midwestern university and they examined two potential explanatory variables for interpersonal electronic surveillance over and the two possible var variable oh my god <laughs> variables <laughs> were um, attachment style and relational uncertainty and so a reality is basically perceptions of ambiguity within the relationship Ugh, such as not i hate ambiguity so yeah much. So basically not knowing if the partner is serious or if the relationship um, is there's like a future to it or anything like that. So just basically kind of being amb ambiguous about it. For the attempt part, the attachment theory is basically saying that relationships you experience with primary caregivers during infancy will kind of shape how your relationships unfold across your life. So they discussed four different attachment styles um, among young adults, and that was secure preoccupied, dismissing, and fearful. So those four explained um, the secure individuals, they are comfortable with themselves and their partners. They have a high regard for themselves and their partners and view themselves as being worthy of relationships. <laughs> Wonder what that's like. Um, preoccupied individuals tend to elevate their partner because they feel like they're inferior and not they're kind of insecure so they might attempt to control the relationship a little bit more because of their own insecurities um dismissing individuals they're kind of the opposite of preoccupied individuals so they have a high view of themselves but a more negative view of everyone else they have yeah <laughs> so they have a low anxiety um with regards to their with regards to relationships and they're a little bit more independent because they're kind of like you know what i'm I'm the shit. I'm pretty good myself. Um, and then fearful individuals, uh, they are uncomfortable in close relationships because they worry about being hurt by other people, and they have high anxiety and lack assertiveness. Oh, I know that. Well, I was, until you said lack assertiveness, I was like, oh, that's me, but I'm assertive. And so essentially this study found that um, the attachment theory, so all of the, like those four different groups, um, that is a good framework for understanding interpersonal electronic surveillance between a romantic partners rather than, so, yeah, interest me because I thought that the like relational uncertainty would play a part, but they're like, nah, there really wasn't any correlation between those two. Or like there wasn't anything that would show that that would be a good indicator of how much they like survey other people's um, media. And so the study basically found that, um, the more relationship anxiety there is with essentially preoccupied or fearful individuals, the more they check me. Yeah. And um, this is bad <laughs> because 
it's it, cool, is it not? Like it feeds into it's, it. Yeah, it, yeah, essentially. So it's bad because they serve to, like they could exacerbate their anxiety and they can interpret ambiguous content on like Facebook and social media in a negative way and it just creates more problems and kind of just builds up on them. And so it just makes more strains on their relationship the more that they surveillance their partner's profile. Yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting. I think I'm definitely more of a preoccupied individual. And really? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just really insecure. <laughs> That's the one I relate to the least. I think I the fool was very much, very much identified with until you said um, not assertive. Because I'm, like, very assertive. Like, to a, to a fault. Like, it's a problem sometimes. But, like... I'm totally like act down because I don't want somebody else to like shut it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, no, you're like an interesting combination of fearful individual and dismissing individual. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that that means that you won't. Um, you only half kind of <laughs> check. Guess that means you'll like half won't be successful in relationships. <laughs> no. I was gonna say you won't like survey your partner's Facebook often. You'll you'll like half do it. <laughs> that I think is accurate. I like I I have the desire to creep on like people's social media, but I have the willpower to not help. Like I want to. Like I want to and I have to like forcibly stop myself. I have to shame myself with my search history on Facebook. Oh yeah. I I shame myself. Like <laughs> no. don't look it up. It'll come up in your search history and then you'll know you looked him up. You'll know you looked him up three times. Do it. That's bad for your brain. Yeah. I mean I still look like occasionally I'll still look up study abroad and I told I told you about how I looked him up over what was it? Like New Year's or something? Yeah around when I found out that I was like oh he's engaged and um I accidentally liked her picture oh, of them getting the engaged oh, and I no. don't follow either of them I don't follow study abroad I don't follow his new fiance and I wanted to die I, I wanted to crawl into a hole of shame and embarrassment and then like I immediately like was flooded with embarrassment, but then at the same time I was kind of like, who cares? Like, what does it matter? Yeah. They don't really think about me that much. They're probably, that was kind of weird, and then they never thought about it again. Um, so that's what I told myself to get over it. <laughs> no, that's true. the The truth of the matter is nobody cares as much as you think they do mm -hmm. about anything. I care so much, and <laughs> I have to tell myself like no one else cares as much as I do about things. Like I'm a very anxious individual about some things, and I get myself into such like a flurry of emotion <laughs> and I have to tell myself it's very low stakes most of the time and I need to chill out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I think this is good of a place as any to wrap things up. We've been talking for quite a while today. I know we talked so much. Our takeaways for this week's episode. Don't add somebody on Twitter two years after you went on one date and then they didn't add you on anything else. That's our first takeaway. And then Sarah, that'll that's very uh, widely applicable. Yeah, to... everybody, like it's a true thing for everybody. Like that's a rule. Do that. Don't uh, stalk people Instagram and then accidentally like their photo years later after you stop talking. Yeah. So if you're gonna like stalk somebody on Instagram, get your friend be to smart look about it on their account. Also, be chill. That's I think. <laughs> I, I think 
I think that's a good message that we kind of it, it ended up coming down to um, with regards to us caring about what we post, caring about who sees what we post, caring about ambiguous things, um, interpreting things, anything really with social media. You just it's no one cares as much as you do and you just need to be chill about it. Or do the best you can. Do best you can. Okay. And post that hair pick if your hair looks good. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to see our good-looking hair pics, you can follow us at The Lonely Sluts. We also have a Twitter, which is at The Lonely Sluts. And if you have any anecdotes, questions, comments, stories, just suggestions. Advice <laughs> yeah. for us as people. <laughs> yeah anything um our dms are open on both of those we have a gmail which is the lonely sluts at gmail.com thanks for listening and we'll talk at you again soon bye <laughs> i hate me <laughs> <laughs>